LC and Jack radio show, live from New York. And now, here are your hosts, LC and Jack. Welcome to the LC and Jack Radio Show with your man LC holding it down. Give us a shout here in the studio. You can reach us live at area code 347-843-4738. Up close and personal, Urban Talk Radio. Our show this evening is going to be dedicated to a gentleman who, I tell you, has a lot of insight and being living in Europe for many years, did some research on him, very deep brother, had the opportunity to write for Ebony and Jet Magazine, so uh, dig into him, you'll find it very informative, and uh, he's written several, several books, so our show is being dedicated this evening to Mr. Hans Masakwai, M-A-S-S-A-Q-U-O-I, I did my best. To pronounce it correctly So check them out What is the word there, Brad? It's chilly, Willie It definitely is chilly, baby (laughs) You can say that again Glad it came today and not yesterday Woo! Boy The break cold is in the house Here in New York For our listeners that live Across the globe and listening in New York, it is chilly, to say the least. So, how was your weekend there, Brett? It was all right. I saw a spirit down in D.C., man. That was it. It was a good one. You know? That's it. Awesome time, but then again, I kind of... Tired sometimes too, cause the uh, yeah, public transportation ain't like New York, man. man. <laughs> Y'all didn't tell me I had to walk like six miles to go see the president. No that's way. right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's right. Security was tight, locked down. So that's that's the price you have to pay if you want to take in history. Yes, sir. It was a great day. It was a great day that we had Martin Luther King's birthday. He celebrated his official holiday, as well as really making history that President Obama could, yeah, you know, go to his inauguration on the same day. The civil rights activists would celebrate the official holiday. So he also had the opportunity, which everybody knows now, to take that oath on. MLK's Bible, which was great, as well as Abe Lincoln. So, definitely, definitely 
history in the making. All right, there, Brad. We're going to get right into our guest. I believe our guest is here and ready to go. So we're going to make this happen. You ready to roll? Yes, sir. Let's make it happen. Our guest this evening had the opportunity to play in the NFL, which is great. A great accomplishment. But if you had asked him if he had the opportunity to play in the Super Bowl, well, that would be a dream control. Man, I tell you. He did that. He played in Super Bowl 31 with Brett Favre and, yes, Reggie White. Wow. I tell you, great things happen to great individuals. He's a great friend of mine. We're so happy and pleased to welcome to the show the offensive lineman from the 1996 Super Bowl winning Green Bay Packers, Mr. Gary Brown. Thank you, Mr. Clark. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you doing today? How about yourself? Actually pretty good, you know, actually pretty good. Not too bad at all. Blessed to have my health and, and you know, good cast around me. I'm, I'm doing good today. How you doing? I'm good, man. Myself and my partner, the bread man, as they call him, is in the house. How, How you doing, doing, Mr. Bread Man? All right, cornbread, as you say. Oh, <laughs> one of my shows, Cornbread Earl and Me. Me on the map. Yes, sir, yes, sir. That's what's good, man. I tell you, we're just talking about uh, Gary. The weather is a little chilly in here in New York. Yes, a little bit. you got to feel Green Bay right now. Woo! <laughs> Let's talk about that. You were in Green Bay. How was the weather comparison? Let's say like today. It's, I think so our audience knows in New York here it's about 17 degrees. Well, it's probably about negative 17 in Green Bay. I believe all the cold weather's coming from that area. It gets a little brisk out there. It gets a little brisk. Got to bundle up. <laughs> I don't know how the offensive and defensive linemen play with it's just bad skin, man. How do you, how do you deal with that? Well, I don't know if you ever paid attention to my fingers. I think I probably broke about nine out of the ten fingers already. Um, it, it gets brittle. It gets cold, and you got to do whatever you can do to stay warm. I, I've I've heard a lot of disgusting things that a lot of people do. I just kind of tough it out and and, and and try and put my hands inside. They got those little hand warmers, but I've seen people do everything from. <laughs> urinating on themselves just to try and get some warmth down their legs, and it's mm-hmm. real. It's serious, you know? Mm-hmm. There's no hiding from the elements. Today's a little different, though. You know, they get all the heated fields and stuff like that. They had that stadium done over twice already. And when I was there, there was no heated field. It was, whatever the temperature was, that's what the temperature was. I tell you, Brad, can you imagine playing on the field in these type of conditions? I and, Hey, I was so happy the coach put me in that game that year. <laughs> I mean, playing playing in, in extreme cold weather conditions, especially yeah. up in Green Bay. Well, you know, I didn't start a lot of my career. I started that season for like the first seven to eight games, and when it got cold out, some of those games my knee was already injured, so I was there as a backup. That's the people you should feel sorry for. The ones playing the game, they're warm because they, you know, they got the enthusiasm, their blood's pumping, they're competing every play. It's the guys that don't get to go in that are waiting to either play. Uh, you have to understand, they got to be dressed to play. 
So that means if you play with nothing on, just a jersey and pants, that's the way you stand it on the sideline. But you're freezing. You're not playing. You don't got that blood pumping and everything like that. It gets rough out there. Mm-hmm. But they got the they got the heaters out there though, Gary, right? And they got more heaters now. From, you know, but you, you see guys on the sideline that are, the heaters are for the people who are playing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're on the sideline and you're not playing, you better believe you're getting paid to watch every play. <laughs> yeah, I know what you and mean. You can't watch it sitting down. Yep, yep, yep. I tell you, man, it's uh, you know, like I said, the, the weather conditions definitely football weather. And, uh, you know, I can appreciate that. And, you know, I played myself as as, as you did. You know, we, we, we played coming up. And I tell you, it's just a great game. I give you a lot of credit knowing you through the years. Passive, you know, just, just going through the struggle and, and making it and going through it. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, I guess, you know, from college going into the pros. How? How was the, I guess, going into making a transformation from college football to the pros? Is that big, a big, big I'll break change? i down for you. Uh, this is how I look at it, and this is how I best explain it. Um, you know, growing up in high school, after high school, I went to Nassau Community College. And, you know, Brent was a very talented team. I'm from Brentwood, so Brent was a very talented team. And we had a lot of athletes. Um, and... You know, when you go to that next level, which I took that that middle, that that half a step to junior college, and thing I noticed the first thing was, you know what, I got guys from Brentwood that could play on this team, you know, but on this team, instead of you know one or two or three good guys, there might be four or five, and then when you get to the Division One college level, now you can expect a superstar about two or three on offense and two or three on defense, mm-hmm. and then when you make it to the pro level. Everybody you're looking at is a superstar in their own way. They they come from being a superstar, so their talent is not to be underestimated. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to, you know, attack every person. There is no nobody stinks on the team. Everybody is there for a reason. Everybody getting a paycheck because they're earning it. So the talent level is not so spread out. I mean, it's not just secluded to a few good players. Don't get me wrong. Out of a bunch of great players, there's some greater players. But everybody is sufficient at doing their job. So you always got to stay on your toes. You always got to do your homework. And then after you're done with your homework, you got to do more homework. And then when you wake up, you got to jump right back into it because any little edge can, you know, mean a difference in winning and losing. That's right. That's right. Did, did you, in your wildest dreams, Gary, did you ever think that that you would first be able to make it to the NFL? I would say no, but that's uh, I've been proven wrong with that because I was in sixth grade with Mr. Vasillo, and he wrote we had to write these letters. Mm-hmm. And I think about that time Jim McMahon had won had, had won the Super Bowl with the with the Chicago Bears, and everybody came to school with the headbands around their neck and around <laughs> their foreheads and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, you know, everybody said, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And I have that letter to this day because he mails it to you 10 years later or 15 years later. And when I got that letter, I had been drafted, and I was like, wow, how amazing is that? You know, I wrote that I wanted to be a professional football player. Now, did I ever think it was going to be possible? No. People, we don't become professional football players where we're from, you know. We play, we have fun in high school, and then we get a job or go to college. I was, you know, fortunate enough. One thing led to another. I was in the right place at the right time. 
always worked hard, always did the right thing, tried to stay out of trouble, and things fell my way. And that's what's great. So for those that don't know, Brentwood, Long Island, New York, baby. That's where Mr. Gary Brown is from, from my, from my hometown. Around the corner. That's it, baby. That's right, Leahy. That's it, baby. He's, he's from La, C- La Placita. <laughs> oh, he did no man. I thought we knew him back in the day, man. This is a small world, boy. That's it, baby. He's from so, the country, country, LL Cool J country out there. Buddy McGurk. Bismarck. Don't forget Buddy McGurk. That's it, Buddy McGurk, baby. Man, he's some chimes now. That's it, baby. That's where we at. That's it, man. We're on the map. And, you know, like I said, you know, Gary had a chance to play in the NFL. But you ever think, though, Gary, okay, so you you got this, I don't want to say a dream, but it's a, say it's a big accomplishment. You make it to the NFL, whether you're a backup or a starter, you're a part of a select few that are able to be with the best athletes in the world. Mm-hmm. But did you ever think that playing and you would be able to play in the Super Bowl, though? That year was a dream. That year came so fast. I was really focusing on every play, that play, and then the next down because that's how fast it is, especially for a young, you know, that was a young part of my life. And I was, you know, I was the rookie lineman. So I was challenged, and, and they brought it to me every down, every play. There were no easy games for me, no matter how good or not good my t- my competition was. Um, they made it tough for me. So that year went so fast, and the camaraderie and the, the the pieces that you put in place from the head coaches all the way down to the people who make the hot chocolate, everybody plays a part in that, you know, and that's what the young kids need to learn today. It doesn't matter how good you are, is what can you contribute back, you know. Sometimes talent isn't good enough. Just having the talent and, and and don't have the personality or the attitude or the gratitude that goes with it, it's a wasted talent. So, you know, I grew up, in, you know, on the teams that I've played, I was never the best. I, in high school, I didn't get most valuable player. You know, I had to fight for a starting position my senior year. So that shows you how many people were better than me or, or the coach thought was better than me. Mm-hmm. But I never let that say, oh, I'm not playing for this coach, or I'm not playing for this sport, or I never let that ruin my dreams. I said, you know what? I'm going to do what the coach tells me to do. I'm going to shut my mouth, and I'm going to try harder. And if that's not good enough, I'm going to try even harder. If that's not good enough, I'm going to walk away from it saying I gave it my all. I gave it my best. I'm not going to sit there and, and, and let something that I can't control take me away from my dream. All I could do is do what I can do and pray for the best. That's right. Yeah, that's a one in a million there, brother. I, uh, yeah, you. Uh, I commend I, you on that one because I know a lot of people you just explained. Oh, all wow. I know I'm friends with some of them, you know, and, and and that's not a secret. There's a lot of talent out there, and what people don't know is not just talent. You have to put, you, you know, they, if someone's going to put millions and millions of dollars in your hand, they want to make sure you got enough common sense to handle it. You know, if you're going to crack under pressure, then they're not going to do it. Look what's going through the deal with this guy at Notre Dame, the linebacker with this whole Internet scandal and stuff. Whether yeah. he's right or whether he's wrong, his character is going to be questioned. It's it's interfering with his business. 
on the, he has the talent. We all know that. He's second run off for the Heisman Trophy. But now, is he mentally capable of handling the pressure? Is it going to make him crack? You know, and it's it's rough. I wish people could see behind the scenes. You think you're working a 40-hour job is rough. Go play pro football. You know, you're, putting in, you're putting in about 60 hours, and on the rest of it, you're either healing or getting ready to get hurt some more. So it's it's not an easy thing, and everybody's not built for it. Yeah. I mean, we, we and that's what's great about it, Gary, is, you know, that you could shed some light, and it's good that you, hey, painting a picture that, you know, you get paid well, but, hey, there's some bumps, bruises, and aches and pains that come with that. With that money now, whether you get it now, or you know you see legends of the game like say like Earl Campbell, mm. one who, of the best ever. Oh, one of the best ever, and the guy can barely walk. I would hate to see his spine. I, you know, I had spine surgery a couple of years ago, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't haven't taken even a small fraction of the hits and the and, and, and the things that he went through. You know, I feel sorry. You know, for that era. I'm in a little better era, you know, the the post-94 era. So things are, because of the collecting bargaining and NFLPA and some of the NFLPA, I don't want to offend anybody because, you know, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes wars going on with that. But, you know, it, it's it's rough and what people go through and what we're still learning today. We're still learning. We're still learning about the aspects of concussions and joint replacements and how they're getting better and worse and and spines and necks and these things are life threatening life altering things for entertainment so when somebody says these guys make too much money or why are you giving them that much money because his tomorrow is not guaranteed you know if I go to get a job at a you know a Joe Schmo place and I'm making a decent penny that job is mine to lose in football it's not like that in football, every year you have younger, stronger, bigger, faster guys coming for your job every year. You got to compete for your job. So, you know, you got to go to an interview process every year. No matter how good you are, you go through that because the minute you lose a step, hmm, I think the young kid got him. All right, he's out of here. Let's get some new freshman in here. It's, 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 that's the business. And to know the business, to play the game, you need to know the business. You need to understand the business. There you go. You hit it right on the head, man. Yeah, whatever, whatever game, whatever game that you play, you you got to know whether it's you know the game of of sports or the game of life. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to understand how the games played, just like I work. You know, <laughs> you, know you got to deal with your boss, right? You got to know how the games played if you want to stay. You don't got to like them. <laughs> you don't have to like them. By right. the same token, you don't got to let him know that you don't like them. You, <laughs> you understand? My father taught me when I was young, it's better to be seen than to be heard. Shut your mouth and do your job. That's you it. know, and, and, and sometimes that's all it takes to be successful. Sometimes. I'm not putting everybody in the same boat, but, you know, that's how you guys make your judgments. That's what life is all about, knowing when to stand up and when not to. You can't stand up and fight for everything and everybody because <laughs> you'd be losing a battle, you know. You can't fight every day. That's right. So you're playing with the, the, the 96 Packers. Yes. Which is, you know, a history team. Star-studded. That's it. Star-studded. Tell us, tell the audience a little bit before we get into all the other stuff of Super Bowl and stuff. 
how, how it was to play with Brett Favre and Reggie White and the rest of the legendary players on that squad? I'll take a couple off the top, just, you know, the notable ones, because I'm an offensive lineman. Not many people know exactly who I am because – Big dude, I got my helmet on, I don't score touchdowns, I don't catch the ball, I don't make tackles, I don't build stat sheets. So, therefore, offensive linemen aren't really the notable ones. You you probably could run off like four names starting in the NFL right now out of all the teams because not many people follow them. If you do, you're, you're, you're a little further ahead in the sport than everybody else. But um, Reggie White... Bless his soul, you know. God bless the dead. He, uh, inspiration. He he took you, the day one, he takes you under his wing. And to play with a man with that kind of spiritual foundation, spiritual gift, let alone athletic ability, and, and he wasn't the person that's going to force it down your throat and, and listen, you're going to do this today, you're going to do that. But he was always there to offer you help, offer you a hand, offer you prayer. And on the field, he will throw you down on your back and then pick you up and tell you what you did wrong. And that's, and that's who that's who I have to think because, you know, I was drafted by Pittsburgh, and, and I actually made the team in Pittsburgh to a practice squad, but Green Bay claimed me off waivers. And I was a little salty at that. I was really sick to my stomach because I went through my first NFL camp with my band of brothers, and, and, and I bonded to them. They bonded to me. One of the greats, Greg Lloyd, Kevin Green, they took me under their wing. They're like, yo, you're one of us. And I'm like, all right. And when I got shipped off, I was like, whoa, this can't be happening. I'm happy here. You know, what's going on? Don't mm-hmm. know what to expect. I get off in Green Bay. The, the, the radio station is across the street from, it was like a little bigger than a motel that I was staying in. And across the street was this radio station that was two stories high. And right next to it was the TV stations that I might have been maybe three stories high. I'm like, uh oh. I called my mother. I said, Mom, this is the address I'm at. I don't know what's going on out here. <laughs> it, it was a culture shock for me. You know, I came from Brentwood, to, went to school at Georgia Tech in the middle of Atlanta, which is, you know, a, a pretty popular, you know, festival place. That's right. Everybody knows the ACL, baby. Which Little is after. not bad. And then to Green Bay. So I was kind of lost. And. and the only thing I had was football. And when Reggie took me under his wing and then Gilbert Brown, you know, I learned a lot from so many people. Sean Jones, I caught him at the end of his career. He got a ring before he retired. Amazing man, an amazing man, you know. And you, and you don't have to, they didn't have to like me. They did. I liked them. We all got along. We got camaraderie. But as long as you're willing to learn and willing to sell your, not, not sell yourself out, but willing to, to give it all. For the common cause, it builds people, you know, and it builds camaraderies. And, and, and the life lessons I learned from those guys are, are irreplaceable. And that's not talking about the stuff that I learned on the field. I'm just talking about the stuff I learned off the field about, you know, I, I, as far as growing up. You know, mm-hmm. young in my early 20s, you still got a lot of growing up to do, and people don't understand that. At 17, we're ready to call ourselves a man, and there's so much more to it than, than what you know. That's right. If you If you close your eyes and don't, if you close your eyes and don't look, you'll never see it. But once you, you know, open your eyes and, and, and just make yourself willing to learn or willing to, to always get better, yeah, I'm still learning. I'm still getting better. And I don't even play no more. I'm still getting better. <laughs> That's right. I think you proved, Gary, that every day is a learning experience, no, no matter how old you are. But especially just coming out of college and growing in, going into the pros, that in itself is 
man, you talking about, like you said, pressure. And we, we talk about, man, we got to work a nine-to-five. There's nothing like going into the pros and you're like, yo, I'm in the middle of Green Bay. <laughs> I'm in the middle of nowhere. And not everybody can hack it. Right. I've seen people that made the team, you know, come from a, 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 low, a, a, a middle class or lower class background that just snatch their helmet off their head and walk off the field and never return. Just can't take the pressure. I've seen it happen. It's not an easy thing, you know, and it's a lot. And, you know, everybody... They're a different thing. Everything ain't for everybody. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And and, and then, so so you so you so you made the team. You originally went Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Who was the coach at that time? That that draft. Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher. Wow. One Bill of the Cowell. best men I ever met. He's real. You want to talk about a player's coach? Real talk. He you know he gives it to you straight. And the coach they have now is that's why he's so successful because. Thomason was was cut from that cloth, you know, and he knows what, and that's what Pittsburgh is. That's what they're, they're you know, they're known for that. But Bill Cowher started that man. He is, he's something else, straight up dude. You talking about shooting the street? He doesn't sugarcoat nothing. He doesn't care about your feelings. Understand, this is a business first and foremost, and I'm gonna give it to you the way the business needs to see it, and the business needs you to hear it. So if you got thin skin or you need to be comforted when they talk to you, this is not the place for you, <laughs> you know? And <laughs> that's real, you know? You you got to respect it. Even if that's not your character, you have to learn to respect it. So what would you say someone taking a, a step back, you have someone now who's in college, and they get a chance to, this person runs into you, they they know who you are, at least, you know, you mm-hmm. play pro ball, you got yourself a Super Bowl ring, which to me means a lot. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, Miss, this is Mr. Brown, I've only got one year. I think the requirement's one or two years now um, for the NCAAs. Mm-hmm. He has a chance to come out and be drafted in the first round. Would you, would you encourage him to stay in to get his certificate, or would you tell him to come out early? I think every situation is different. Now, if he, you'll know before the draft. Some people don't want to hear it, but you'll know the interest in you before the draft. You'll know the buzz before the draft. You'll know where you stand um, before you even enter. So if you have a legit honest with yourself, and it's hard to be honest. It's hard to be honest to other people, let alone yourself. It's hard to be accept that, you know, I might be the last person drafted or I might not get drafted. You know, my reality was I didn't think I was getting drafted. I thought I was going to have to be a walk-on. And when I got drafted, it surprised me more than anybody. But, you know, some people expected. Some people were waiting for it and got crushed. But, you know, you got to be honest with yourself at first. And if you think that you're going to be have a chance to get drafted and make an NFL team, I say go for it because, you know, Tomorrow's not guaranteed to nobody. You know, you could you could get hit by a car, you could twist a knee, dancing at the club later on, or whatever whatever it may be. Your senior season may not be the season you think it is, and then that's an opportunity that you may not ever ever get again. But like I said, the key to this is being honest. Because if you're not honest with yourself, you could put yourself in a situation where now you're taking yourself out out of that chance's way. You know. By, by coming out and not getting drafted. Now, you can't go back and play college ball no more. 
now you now you stuck out there. So, but you got to be honest with yourself. And if you think you could really play the game and you think they're ready, and I'm not talking about your mother and father telling you, oh, you're the best thing in the world. Look at film. Look at stats. Look at where you stand. Look at where you are in the rankings. Be honest with yourself. And if you have a chance, I say go there. Because if you make that team, you're getting paid enough money, you could go back to school on your own if you can, you know, you if go. you want to. If you want to finish up a year, you got one year of school, you know, you could pay for that with your with half of that salary, <laughs> with a piece of that one-year salary, you know. So, But you got to be honest. you got to be honest with yourself more than anybody. And, that, and that's a great point that you make. It's, and, and I agree with that philosophy because I see the opportunity a lot of these kids have. And, you know, every so often... Unfortunately, you hear the story, either the kid got hurt or he didn't play well his last season. Something happens, and now he doesn't have a chance to make that opportunity either come true where no one drafts him and he can't make the team, or he just he doesn't get a chance to, to make that money. And, you know, it's a, it's a once-in-a-lifetime pretty much. Well, know. I can tell you there's somebody, uh, Ken Swilling, and, you know, you could Google his story yourself. But Ken Swilling from Georgia Tech, he won number one. When I came to Georgia Tech, this guy was the best thing moving. Well, when I was thinking about going to Georgia Tech, he was the best number one draft pick. He was on the Bob Hope shows, cover of Sports Illustrated. Uh, he was it. He was the defensive back of all of NCAA football. And he elected not to come out. And he came out the year following and when that 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 one year, extra year that he played, he played four great years. That one extra year he played, the teams took a different approach to him, and he was and a flaw in his game was exposed. And he never got that credibility, and he never got that chance the way he had the first time. He got drafted, but it was later. You know, the the if he would have went the year, if he would have went twelve months prior, he would have been an instant millionaire. And instead, you know. He tried out for a team or two, and then he had to get a regular job, you know, or whatever his personal preference was. I think he went back and and did some stuff around Atlanta, but I'm not positive about that. But that just goes to show you what 12 months can do. Now, this is a guy that was guaranteed money, that was guaranteed a tryout. And once a team puts that kind of money behind you, I don't care how bad you are. They're going to keep you around for at least they're they're earn that money. <laughs> whether, whether it's paying those lines or polishing helmets, they're going to keep you on that team and make you earn that money. That's you right. Know? They're not going to be like, oh, it didn't work out for us. They take $3 million and go on with your life. Nah, you're going to stick around. And by then, you never know what could have happened, you know. But he elected to stay around. You know, the next season he wasn't as fortunate as he was the season before. And he didn't go in the first round. And he had a lot of his you know. He was exposed. Wow. And things happen like that. That's real talk, you know? Real talk. Real talk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm glad you're, you're keeping it real. So, and you know that this is, like I said, and and I'm glad it did happen to you. It only happens to a select few that's able to make it and, 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 and not even a select few to make it to the big game. I mean, it's a handful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a handful that are able to make it to Super Bowl and not just make it, but win. Oh, I count my blessings every day. I tell you, man, it's 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 a, like you said, it is a blessing. Uh, like you said, right time, right place, the, the right coaches believe in you. So 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 at the time, you go from Pittsburgh. 
and they have you in Green Bay. Who's who's the coach that that believed in you to to uh, pick you up off waivers? Mike Holmgren. He was the head coach there. Um, he brought me in, and he says, "Gary, they see something in you. Uh, we think you're gonna. We, we're kind of light on our tackles. I, go figure. I'm six four and a half, six five if you're short. So, but <laughs> he, I'm a true size of a guard." And this is for the football fans out there that understand the offensive line. Yeah, your offensive tackles are usually six, 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 seven, big dudes. Our offensive line looks so funny because I was athletic enough, I could dance fast enough, and I'm strong enough to play guard and to play tackle. So most of my career, all of my career, I played out of position. My true position has always been an offensive guard. And the coach loved me at tackle. Gary, we like the way you dance with these guys. You can play against the DBs, the linebackers, the corner, the safety, the defensive end, the defensive tackle, and the nose. And that was my thing. I was kind of an all-around guy. It's like one of those guys that that's good enough to help your football team, but you need to play him out of his true position to take advantage of his talent. And, and that's how I was. But I feel I was getting the short end of the stick because – I didn't get the chance to flourish at where I was best at. Right. But I could have made a stink and been home saying, oh, they wanted to do this to me. Instead, I'm like, hey, if that's what the team needs and that's where I can be helped at, that's where I'm going to use that, let's do it. And I gave it my best. And then we went from there. Green Bay was a beautiful place, you know, a culture shock. But then you learn to deal with, you know, things you don't like. You learn to deal with things that bother you. You learn to think... And learn that life ain't that bad. No matter where you're at, there's good and bad, and it's what you make it. They 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 say the players up there are treated like a god. Is that is that true? Oh yes, oh yes. Well, you know things have changed since I've been there. Um, it's more populated. It's more diverse. You know, a lot of people migrated from Milwaukee, Chicago, and things like that. But when I was there, um, hey, African Americans. Uh, very low. The percentage was very low, and if they if they did see you, it was like uh, you must play in the Packers, or you must be related to somebody to play in the Packers. And I'm not. That's not. A, it's not a racist statement. It's a statement that's a that's true, a true fact. You know, it was. There just wasn't a lot of black people there. That's just the way it is. You know. Right. And and, and you have to respect them for that because they treated you with open arms, and they walk you into their home, and they break bread with you, and you know, it, it's a very I had a coach, uh, Sherman Lewis, he said, Gary, I'm going to tell you something about Green Bay, and this is the way you got to look at it. It's the NFL's best-kept secret because the people, that for one, the team is owned by the town. You know, they have a committee. It's not a, It's not personally owned. It's not privately owned. The town by share, they, on their taxes, they pay for your stadium. They pay for your payroll. They, that's who pays you, you know? So... They love the idea that that's that because they feel a part of it more. It's not like, oh, that's his team. You know, they, they truly could say that's our team. That's right. And they treat you like that off the field. You know, you walk into a place, hey, get up. Best seats for our friends right here, you know. Get the best steaks out the back. Get the best bottle of wine. You know, <laughs> oh, here, drive my car. And that's everybody, not just the stars. Everybody on the team get treated special, you know. And, and that's a beautiful thing. I'm going to take man. advantage of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, I can see, man. I know, Brad, about you, man, but I tell you, man, if I was out there with Gary, man, I I don't know, man. I, I, I'd i just be in the basket, boy, just having a ball. Well, you know what? I, 
Well, I like to, uh, well, I like to uh, my friends and my family, whatever I experience, I try and let them experience. Because, it, it, you know, doing things by yourself is not where it's at, you know. And, and being people that, you know, are greedy, it, it's not worth it. Because if you're rich by yourself, you're rich by yourself. That's right. You know, you, you can have a big old 15 rooms in a house, but if you don't only want to sleep in there, you might as well get a one-bedroom. <laughs> Nobody want to be around you like that. You know, when your head gets so big that you need all 15 rooms to fit your head in, that's a problem, you know. So I was always well-grounded. I came from a good background. My mother and father are the best. I put them up against any parents. You know, my friends never let my head get too big. You know, I don't know who you think you are. You same OG Brown to me. And then whenever I'm down, they were there to, come on, man, dust me off. Let's go. Man, shake that off. Let's go. That don't mean nothing to us. Let's keep it moving. We're still here. You know, and, and, and that's what friends are. And that's what this life is about. The life is about not how much better or how much worse you're doing than the next person. It's about how good can you do and how can you make it better. And, and more importantly, how can you acknowledge or, or, or give the knowledge to somebody to make them do better or, or to show them how you do better. You know, it's about picking somebody up. Going over that wall by yourself ain't nothing. You're on the other side by yourself. If you pull somebody over with you, at least you got somebody to talk to. <laughs> you know, it, it's giving back. You got to gotta give back. That's what today's world is about. That's it. And I think people have to realize it's give and take. When, you, when you're growing up, you're taking because you're, you know, you're, you're a baby or infant so to speak, mm-hmm. and when you're older, it's your turn to now to give. You know, it's not about taking, and I think the point is well taken, and uh, hopefully people heed those words. It's something, uh, you know, that we do on this show is try to bring people with real-life experiences, whether they're the average person or famous person or a businessman or just whoever they are. Get that point across because people need to hear these stories. Uh, a lot of people think that, you know, because you're rich, you play sports, that it's a glorious life. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm sure it has its, like you mentioned, it has some great upside potential because, you know, most players are making way more money than, than the average individual will make during their lifetime. That's just how it is in, in mm-hmm. sports now and even in, in the time that you played. You made way more money than than the average person at that time. So you afforded those individuals, you know, individual luxuries, but it comes with a trade-off. So and 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 like we said earlier, that that's with any any job. There's, there's a price to pay. Well, Larry, I would tell you something. I played many years for peanuts too, because you know my NFL career wasn't that long. I, after the Super Bowl, I had my second knee surgery, and and I wasn't a hundred percent. Hello. You go ahead, Gary. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I got a little spike in the thing. I thought it was me. And um, at, the love of the game kept me playing. Like you said, I played overseas in Europe for for two years, and then I came back and went to Canada and and, and played three more years in Canada. And those, I was better off coming home and getting a job and getting life started. But the love of the game and and what I you know, pull out of it for myself, my personal wealth of the game is what I went for. It wasn't the money because half the time I left and by the time I came back, that money was spent anyway. I had some bills to pay and then I was back to working, you know, doing construction, you know. Mm-hmm. But the real talk is that, you know, you got to be passionate about something. 
And if you're not, you should look for something to be passionate about. That's right. That's well said. Well, well taken, my brother. So, so you with the '96 Packers? Mm-hmm. You're on this dream ride. You with wow. Reggie White, Brent Favre. Tell us before we get into the experience there briefly, Brent Favre, and how it was, you know, being up front and, you know, watching his back, so to speak, being an offensive lineman. Well, I was at a hot position. I was. I started left tackle, and left tackle is, is the hot spot. That's the. That's, you know, his backside, his blind side which the movie comes from, and, uh, you know, it was awesome playing for him because you get quarterbacks that are just so caught up in the game that if you do anything to, to mess up their flow, they're on you, and Brett was never like that. He was like, yo, is that guy giving us a problem, Gary? All right, we're going to handle him like this. What do you think I should call? And not many quarterbacks would come at you like that, you know, putting their game on the line to help me out with my job, you know? And, and I think he got a bad rap coming to the New York Jets because they made him a prima donna. That's not him before and that's not him after. But they they put him in a situation with the media and the circus that was going on and selling tickets and things like that. The management side of it did these things. And and it painted a bad picture and left a bad taste in my mouth on what people thought about Brett Favre. I'm here to tell you Brett Favre's a great man. He's a good, he stands tall for any of his warriors that work with him. Um, it, you know, he's going to be the first one, not you guys go get them. He's the type of guy that says, yo, look what I'm going to do, and he'll lead the pack, you know, along with Reggie White and a few other great players that played on that team. And good friends of mine play. I played at Georgia Tech with Dorsey Levins, and it was so funny because he was the big guy on campus, and he was supposed to get drafted early, and I ended up getting drafted before him. And he went to Green Bay, and I went to Pittsburgh, and then I ended up in Pittsburgh with him. So, you know, it built lifetime relationships that I still talk to some of these guys. It's not Brett Favre and stuff like that. We're just from different worlds. But I do, still do shout out, you know, my friends. You know, like at work you have people that you you tend to hang out with a little bit more than the boss and the other guys. And these are people that I gravitated to and people that I still keep in contact, whether it's email or Merry Christmas or Happy Birthday, whatever it may be. But, you know, a lifetime of friendship because we've been through the trenches together. That's what's good. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's that's what's good, man. Like you said, I mean, I think you, you hit her hit the nail right on the head, man. You build relationships, you meet new people, and some people you just hit it off with. Doesn't matter where they come from, they understand your struggles, and and you understand their struggle, and it's like boom, you have something in common, and 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 that's how it all starts. So, so you, so you you with Brett Favre, you also had, I guess. Um, What's you had on that team? You had a lot of people on that team. Yeah, Gilbert Brown, yep. um, Gilbert Brown, Andre Bad Moon Rising, Antonio Freeman, Leroy Butler. The list goes on and on and on. Desmond Howard, Heisman. The list. We had a wonderful team, but at that time we were a young team, a young, spunky, learning and getting better every day team. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what actually where I learned that everybody's important on the team. You can't buy a championship. You can buy all the talent you want in the world, but you need people underneath them that are pushing them for their job to make them play the best that they can play. You know, and, and that, that goes to show you that, like I said earlier, everybody down to the person who makes the hot cocoa is important on every team. You know, because when they're slacking somewhere, it shows up on the field. Well, I think Brad that. 
you know, we should have had Gary interview for the Jets GM position because <laughs> I don't think oh, they understand you can't buy every, every position, okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if my heart will be in that one. Did I tell you about passion? I don't know. That's a rough job to take over. <laughs> yeah, everybody, gets paid, everybody gets paid over there. That team fell apart quick, fast, in a hurry. They had two champ uh, conference conference uh, uh, finals that they appeared in. Mm-hmm. And they were all for two, and then and then and then everything fell apart quickly. It shows up. You try to cut corners, whether it's management, back office, front office, side office. If you cut corners, it shows up on game day. So so you put so you at you're in New Orleans, and it, it's yes. so ironic. And I, you know, I kind of thought about this. I said, Yo, let me reach out to my man. I had a chance to experience this, and that so happened. You played down in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans, baby. That's right. How <laughs> about Orleans. it? Who that? Who that? How about it? And, and the Super Bowl this year is in New Orleans. Tell us, I guess, when you get there, for us little people here, <laughs> that will never have a chance to play the Super Bowl. I will walk uh, you through it. Lay it out for us. You're getting off the plane. I'm going to lay out what? I experienced. I'm pretty sure it's probably ten times bigger in all aspects now. Because don't forget, this was '96. You understand? That's so right. thing, everything is bigger and better, you know. But it was. I got off the plane there, and I had to go buy a camcorder. That's wow. the. I'm, date, I'm dating myself right now. I had to go buy a camcorder because I said nobody's gonna believe this. Nobody <laughs> would. It's like Mardi Gras in February. Mm-hmm. In January, I mean, because then we play at the end of January. Mm-hmm. It is truly unbelievable. Just the media, the circus, the people. the And Green Bay is one of America's first teams. So we packed stadiums. There's times we went away and played in games, and we had fan, our fans are louder than their fans at our own way game. And that's truly, you know, Cowboys get that in some places. Um, the 40 miners may get that in one or two. The Giants may get that in one or two. Not too often. So that was special. Um, we played against the Patriots. But uh, getting off the plane, first of all, we pack up for two weeks. You go out there for two, uh, about a weekend, about ten days. You know, you have a couple of days of practice at home, tying up loose ends, getting your tickets and stuff together, and then you fly out. And you land, you check into the hotel, you have your first meetings, you get your schedule. But the media circus, we have media day. And this is where you line up all the football players on the sidelines of the football field. And you send the media in, and it's a frenzy. You're sitting there with 50 and 60 microphones in front of your face. And there's people that do research on you that know you better than you do. That's right. They talk about your cousin from... In another country, how do you know this? What are you talking about? You know, and it's like there's people that really go out of their way for this. That I, I did interviews with Chinese translators. I did, and, and it's amazing. It's truly amazing on how many people come out for this event, and, and everything is top shelf. Everybody who was popular then, you know, shows every night. You, you can't walk out the door without people following you and just wanting to be a part of the experience. And that experience is truly that, an experience. Actually, I have a story to tell. Not a story, but I gave my family the option. And I said, okay, listen, this is the deal. I got this many tickets. 
I said, now, I can bring the double amount of people if you let me throw you a little hotel party. And outside my father and my brother, you know, I let them come to the game. And then I throw this extravagant party in the hotel for everybody else. They were like, huh, get me out of New York. We ain't got to go to no game, <laughs> you know, because they don't, they're not football fans like that. They're fans of me. Right. But it's not that serious to them. They won't appreciate what really goes down there. So, man, we had my father and my brother had a party at the stadium. And then after the game, we won. And I had a party at the hotel with the team. And then I went to the hotel where my family was. And we had food and champagne. And it was just an experience that's like in New Orleans, Bourbon Street, you know, the food is authentic. Everything is coffee. A Etouffee was my favorite. It was a great experience, a great experience. And, and there's no words that I can put it. I have for VHS if you want to uh, watch some of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then coming, after, that's after winning it and all of that, you know. And it's a two-week, it's a, about a week-and-a-half process. And after the game, you always fly out. After right after the game, but on the Super Bowl, you stay that night and you fly out the next morning. Well, when we got back to the Green Bay, there was the streets were lined up with people, and we were probably about we took a long route because the people were out in the streets since the night before. So they picked us up in buses with no windows in them, and it was about probably 20 degrees. And we drove all the way from the stadium, which would usually take us about a 15-minute ride. It took us three hours to get there because that many people crowded the streets and were just thankful for what we did, you know. And and it was to be appreciated is the best thing you could ever ask for. That trumps money. That trumps fame. That trumps all of that. Just for somebody to say thank you, it's like it makes it all worth it. I tell you, man, that experience is I know you'll never forget it, and just just a life changing event. Yes, yes, it is. It showed me. It made me be. I'm already a humble guy, but that that taught me to be just to be a little bit more humble and and to have an appreciation for for other people, other dreams. Not it's not it, things are bigger than just me, in all aspects. You know, That's I'm not right. a selfish person, and, and once you realize that, I think people. Prosper, or, or I want to say have have good tendencies, or or, or or just happen to be in the right place at the right time. You know, I try and produce and and, and preach and 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 show positivity because there's so much negative out there. So you need some good angels. So I'm not saying I'm that perfect angel, but I try and be on that perfect side. You know, I try and and, and bat for the winning team. So you've won the Super Bowl. And 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 Brett, I know you haven't seen this, and most ninety nine percent of people never see the ring in live. Hmm. Of course, I've had that that privilege. <laughs> it, it's unbelievable, okay? Unbelievable the ring. And I tell you, well, I'll send you some down. pictures to put on your website. <laughs> there we go, baby. We'll put it up. We'll put it up there. I tell you, it's just it's. I was happy for them when when they won. I was happy, you know. Like he said, it's just, you know, feeling, feeling that you know someone has accomplished something. You feel, you feel good, you know. You feel great that someone you know has accomplished the ultimate in sports, which, you know, you feel for a lot of a lot of players. One of them, you know, one of my favorite players, 
and he took a lot of rap when he was playing in basketball was Patrick Ewing. Mm. You know, everybody judges, though, you as a player for winning the ultimate championship, but sometimes you can't win that. You have Carl Malone. You know, you know some of these other guys are great players. Unfortunately, just like you said, it, it's a team game. If it was all about individual, then all these guys would have won championships. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't you know, be that so, special. <laughs> right. So, like you said, timing is a lot of it to do with it, and just being with a good group of guys. And uh, so, so uh, you know, like I said, it, 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 it's great seeing that. That you uh, had a chance to experience that. I mean, I had a chance to be no, being down New Orleans on Mardi Gras and and all that time. So I could tell you, my experience was off the charts, baby. <laughs> I can only imagine doing Super Bowl. Oh man, it's two hundred percent crazier than it is on Mardi Gras or any other time down there. And it's always a big party down there. Well, whenever anybody goes to New Orleans, it's Mardi Gras. <laughs> and no matter what, no matter what month, what you know, what's going on, it's Mardi Gras. It could be the Jazz Fest. It's Jazz Fest slash Mardi Gras, you know? Yes, sir. So so now we got you. We we, we got, you know, you, you did your thing. You won the Super Bowl. So now we have an expert on the line, and we, we, you know what we got to do, Brad, is we have our football expert now on the line. You know what we try right. to do, Gary, is uh, we have we have a, a baseball expert that comes on again. We're, we're not really a sports show. We move the topics around. We try to be inspirational to 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 our listeners. So we'll talk about a lot of different things, from health to entertainment to today happens to be sports. I'm a big sports guy. But uh, everyone wants to got this game. You know, the big game here is next week. Mm. So I haven't made my predictions, but I did get my predictions for who was going to be in the Super Bowl. Mm. So I picked the correct teams there, Brad. I know the bread man didn't participate, but <laughs> I, I called I called San Fran and and the Ravens. I figured those two teams would make it in, which I was correct. Nice job. Yeah, so so let's let's I guess see what your record is so far, Mr. Brown. Did you predict the teams? Of course, we we have to take your we have to take you know that you're going to be honest with us that you're going to you know that. <laughs> I'm the only way I know how to be. Okay, and I can did tell you. you did that you pick I, the one in, the, the two teams that were in, in the Super Bowl now? I don't pick them like that. I pick them to who's playing that week on who I want to win. Depending on who's playing who. Because once you play the game, you watch it for all the different reasons, you know. And, and you know, I like the off the field and the sentimental things with the Baltimore Ravens. But then at the same time, I like what's going on with the 49ers. I like the Harbor Brothers being in it. So to answer your question, no, I did not pick those two teams to be in it. Okay. I actually thought uh, I thought um, Seattle Seahawks would be there because I, I, I thought they brought something special. Yep, to the season, and I thought that they were better. They were, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, and, and they were very good. I'm not taking nothing from them, but things were kind of going their way this season. So I, I, you know, and things like that happen to championship teams. You know, it's not sometimes not designed or meant for you to win, but you find a way to win. So I thought they had that little extra oomph with them. So that's who I thought was going to be there. Um, they weren't. Um, according to game on game, I didn't think Atlanta would make it as far as they did. I thought they were exposed early. 
So I was impressed with them. But I'm happy to see a lot of history going down in this Super Bowl. I think it's making for a great Super Bowl. The Harbaugh brothers coaching against each other, amazing. Um, Ray Lewis, you know, getting a shot to go to the dance, win, lose, or draw. It, it, it's a memorable season for him. You know, um, uh, the quarter, young quarterback in the 49ers, what a bold move it is to go from your starting quarterback something? to a rookie. That takes a lot of cojones to do that, and they did it, and they did it well, and they're making it work. So, you know, if he if he didn't make it to the Super Bowl, he would have got ridiculed. He, <laughs> you know, they would have ripped him a new one. He might have got fucked. <laughs> you know? Great line. But because it works, he's a genius. That's you know? right. And, and that's what sports is about, making decisions that you feel right about and standing by them. I don't like what the Lakers are doing, but, yes, yeah, so that's what, you know, <laughs> make those decisions and you stand by them, you know? That's right. And that's what, you know, and so I think it's going to be exciting. Like, this year has been an exceptional year, though. This year has been far more entertaining than a lot of in a long time. You know, each year it's getting a little better. Last year wasn't too bad, but this year was a special year. I thought every year, every week there was, you know, chart-topping games and, and stats and, and plays. So uh, I'm excited. All right, that's great. So do you have, I know it's early in the game. Well, in a week, so so to speak, and we still have another week. But do you have any, a prediction of who will take the trophy home? Whew, this is a rough one. Doesn't nobody know these guys like each other? They're brothers, for God's sake. You know what I'm saying? Who knows their brother? Oh, I know my brother, what he's going to do on this play. Mm-hmm. It's a rough one. You know, they got talent against talent. It's a, two good offenses against two better defenses. <laughs> I would have to go with... The 49ers, because they're younger, more energetic. Um, although I would love to see Lewis go out on top just because he takes all the negative press and he carries it on his shoulders like the true man. So I, I would like to see him go out and, and, and be able to be like, you know what, this is how you do it. But um, if I had to bet money, I would put it on the uh, 49ers. Just because, 49ers. Just Brent, because we have they, it on record here. Gary Brown, <laughs> Super Bowl winner. Got the 49ers. We got them on record. We got them on tape, so he can't change it on us. No, no, I, I wouldn't do that anyway. <laughs> he can't change it on us, Brett. All so right. We got him on record. All right. Uh, I, we want you to hang in there for a second, Gary. But um, well, if you're just tuning in, and um, we're having a great time with uh, Mr. Gary Brown, the Super Bowl winning. Part of the Super Bowl winning 1996 Green Bay Packers. So give us a shout if you'd like to call in. Erico 347-843-4738. My prediction, well, let's go to Brett. Brett, you got a prediction yet or are you going to hold out to the last second like you normally Uh, do? I'm going to stamp his approval and pick the 49ers. All right. All right. right. But uh, I'm going to have to be a little different than you two – Two brothers there, and uh, I'm going to let y'all know I'm going to go with the Ravens. Do you? Doing the Ravens. I think they're going to win a close one, but I think they're going to pull it out. This has kind of been a season for, like uh, Gary said, you know, uh, you know, he's going to go out on top. I think it's going to happen for him, Ray. So I'm picking the Ravens to win it all this year, to be the 2013 Super Bowl champions. Wow. And that that would that's the way to go out on top, man. I tell you, 
Yeah. Well, he's going to go out, win, lose, or draw, he's going out on top. Because not many people get to walk away from the game. The game usually leaves you behind. Just by saying that this is my, you know, everybody's, we see the television and we see the superstars. And when somebody says, oh, I'm leaving the game, it's like, oh, how can you just walk away? But the hundreds and thousands and thousands of players yearly that, that just, you know, have to give it up or are forced to give it up or by injury, by the talent, or by just not being in the right place at the right time, just for somebody walking away from the game, you are a winner already. You're walking out on top. Because if I could still be playing, I would. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he, so we we have our Super Bowl predictions. Um, let's let me ask you a couple more questions before we let you go, Gary. You you win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Did you think there's anything else that you could do in football? I mean, being honest, I mean, once you're on the top of the hill. Well, yeah, because I think that football, that season, the game finally came to me. Like, uh, don't get me wrong, I worked hard and I always played, but it was like the Matrix, you know, just, you know, all the hard work with Gilbert Brown and Reggie White and my coach and the fellow players and the fellow linemen and understanding this and understanding that and reading defenses and coverages and and positions and, and formations and the game came to me, and the will of an offensive lineman to turn into the hunter to be the defensive lineman, but I play offense, you know, and to make the defensive player do what I want him to do, it finally started clicking, you know, and it was like the matrix, everything just slowed down, and I was like, all right, that's how you do that, okay, and and I never got to take a chance, I never got a chance to take advantage of that in the NFL, I got that knowledge, and I got to that point, you know, just before I hurt my knee and uh, my last season as the Green Bay Packers. And then I got to play one more year with uh, the 49ers, and, and the numbers game just didn't work out for me, and the knee was swollen and the whole nine yards. But I never got a chance to just really get in there and give it that one more, that, that all I got, you know. And mm-hmm. I thought I could be something great, you know. And I'm not saying that I wasn't, but I just thought there was so much more I had for the game and so much more the game had for me as well. And that's no regrets. Uh, I'm mad it's over. I'm happy it's happened. But, you know, that's, that's you know, like I said, that's why it's a blessing to be able to walk away from the game, you know. Hang on tight there, Gary. We have a couple calls. Can You, you want to take a couple calls? Sure thing. All right. You're listening to the LC and Jack Radio Show. Who would you have on the line? Hello? Hello? I guess they don't want to talk to me. I guess they don't. So we'll go <laughs> to the next call at Gary, line five. Hello? You're on the LC and Jack Radio Show. Who do we have on the line? This is Keno. What's happening there, Keno? You have a, you have a question for our guest this evening. Yeah, a couple comments. Well, just first of all, um, he's wrong about his prediction about uh, 49ers. The Ravens are definitely going to win the Super Bowl. Just want to throw oh. that out there. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, guess, I guess you better form on that one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I had to start it up really good first, you know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. Respect that. But anyway, Ray Lewis. 
I want to yeah. know if, if it's not Ray Lewis, who do you think is the best linebacker, the middle best middle linebacker ever? Great question. I don't think there is a best ever. I think there's there's some best for those errors, or if there's the best for that team because you can you you know you can't knock the late great junior say You know he 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 made mobile linebacker the position. You know, but then you have other linebackers from Chicago that are pluggers that that it takes a special man to be built for that. That's like the wedge blocker. Not everybody can run up in that hole blind with their head, you know, knowing they're going to get racked looking for a football. Linebacker is a special, you need to be a special person to play that one position on the field because you're in the middle and you you don't see, you know, things come at you from all different ways. And and there's certain players that are geared towards making, um, I mean, certain teams are geared towards making the linebacker the star player and there's certain teams that are geared towards the linebacker being a key factor in everybody else making the team. I mean, making the play. So you gotta look. I look like I said. I look at football in a total different way. You know, I sit here with my friends, and they be like, "Oh wow, look at what happened." What happened. I'm like, "What happened?" They're like, "What were you looking at?" I'm like, "Well, I was looking at the inside technique with the, you know, the defensive end and the tackle stunt, and I like the way the linebacker. I mean, I like the way the running back stepped up and clocked. Up. That's where I look at the game. You know." So, so I think Ray Lewis is one of the best to ever play the game. Yes, I will not. I will put my stamp on that. Ray Lewis is one of the best to ever play the game. Okay, who who's who's given you the most trouble in in your whole career? Is that one guy that's given you the most trouble? I'll be a hundred percent honest, John Randall. And I don't even know if you know who that is. He was the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. He was an animal, and he was undersized, um, underlooked. Overlooked, I should say, but the guy was an animal. First of all, he did more than just play football. Before you and before the snap of that ball, he knows your mother's name, your father's name, your <laughs> girlfriend in high school, your girlfriend in college, your best friend, and he will talk about him until the last play of the game. He brought that energy, that fast scrabble off. I mean, defense with linemen because before then it used to be, you know. Yeah, we need big linemen that can run. You know, if you ran faster than a four seven, four eight, and you're two hundred and seventy eighty pounds, you weren't an offensive lineman no more. Now you're a defensive lineman. You know, if you ran slower than that, then you're an offensive lineman. So, but you know, he brought that to the table, and he he I never seen anybody prepare for the game the way he did. He knows everybody's name, mother's name, girlfriend's name on the whole offensive line, the quarterback, the running backs. That goes. He goes far and beyond what he needs to do to do his job, and I wow, respect that wow. about him. You know, you know what? I've been listening the whole time. You're doing a great job on answering all the questions, and they sound really good. And you know, you're bringing a lot of knowledge to it, also. So I appreciate you for coming on and everything, and, and, and doing the show. Well, also, I got one more thing. That, I got one more thing for you. Last question, and I'll let you go. Um, uh, I would really love to see that Super Bowl ring, and I heard you're going to be somewhere at um, like a wing eating contest. Is that coming up somewhere? Yes, I do. I'm doing a, uh, the first annual wing eating contest at RG Wingstop out in Mastic. Actually, it's this weekend. Larry, I'm sorry I got into a lot of trouble because I put your uh, the radio station link on Facebook kind of late today, and I got a lot of complaints. Like, Gary, you're always doing things. You're not letting us know about them, and because I don't do things to, you know, to blow up my name. I do things to help other people out. 
and 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 I appreciate you letting me do this plug also because I am doing a um RNG Wingstop uh wing eating contest. And if you need more information about that, my man, you could um email Davis Group Four. It's the number four. Davis Group Four Brown at Gmail dot com. Or you can even send me an email at Big Brown, the number six, the number eight at AOL dot com. But either way you can get information on all of that. And I, want, I really want to see that ring. If he's still around some wings, maybe I'll tell him. Well, the ring will be there, but you got to bring your appetite, too. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. I'm going to have to put you under the table. That's what's up. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I thank you Thanks for calling. Thanks for Bye-bye. That's great. Again, if you want to give us a shout, our number is area code 347-843-4738. We'll have uh, Mr. Brown probably for another couple minutes. I know he's been on on the show for a minute, so we appreciate him taking some time out of his busy schedule to share some of his life experiences and talk about the biggest game of all, the Super Bowl. So, give us a shout in a couple me. minutes. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, you, you, you're doing the different things you have now going on. Any other events you got coming on that you want to plug that we yes. got you on? Why don't you uh, make it happen? Well, the guy that's uh, called in, I'm glad he did because um, that, that I don't talk enough about what I have going on in my life and, and and how important it is to give back to others. I'm a part of Big Brothers Big Sisters, and I, I, I recommend or I try I put, try to persuade guys that are doing okay for themselves to go out and, and get a little. You know, be a father to somebody that doesn't have a father. Be an inspiration or a role model of somebody that needs it. You know, there's a lot of single mothers out there or, or struggling grandparents that, that are left to raise, you know, their grandkids and the parents are in their lives that can use just some, you know, somebody to take them out once a month, go get a burger, go to the docks and watch the fish or whatever it may be. Whatever your interests are, I'm sure they are. But um, you should go down to your local office and check that out. Excuse me. I also have a... Uh, I'm doing a Long Island um, breast cancer walk for uh, April 18th, nice. and uh, if you want information on that, you could um, contact the Davis Group Four Brown at Gmail dot com. Again, Davis Group the number four Brown at Gmail dot com, or you can email me Big Brown the number six the number eight at AOL dot com, and it's the um, it's the Long Island uh, two day breast cancer walk. And you can email them for more information also at www.li2daywalk.org. So, you know, if you have any problems, any questions, I'll give you my email live. We can post it. And, yep. and you know, I'm sure that I'm happy to answer any questions. I'm happy to let people know what I'm involved in. And actually, I should do this more because I can use help and, and I can't do it by myself. And I would love anybody's input, anybody that can help out anyway, or if I can help them out anyway. Feel free to contact me. That's what's good. Let, let's uh, take another call, Gary. Okay. You're listening to the LC and Jack Radio Show. Who do we have on the line? Hey, how you doing? This is Justice. What's happening, Justice? You have a call for our guest this evening? Yeah, I just uh, got a question for Big Brown there, putting it down there. What's happening? Yeah. used to go back and forth with Big Bill with the Undertaker, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Actually, a, I got a little funny back then, man. I'll tell you the funny story about that. I got off the plane, and you know, after football camp, you're supposed to take it easy a little bit, let the guys heal up and get ready for the first game. So this is my first day in Green Bay. I don't know anybody. I don't know anything. 
And the coach says, Gary, you're trying to get a job here. Don't take it easy on nobody. Here's your helmet. Here's your shoulder pads. Hit him in the mouth. So I did what the coach told me to do. So like, yo, rookie, <laughs> you need to slow down. Y'all better teach him. So I came back to the huddle. Coach smacked me in the head and said, good job. You almost made it on that play. We need you to do that a couple more times. I said, oh, man. I know it's getting me in trouble with my teammates, but I'm trying to get a job. <laughs> you know? I hear that. So I went back out and hit and So that was my first little tussle I had in the NFL. But after that, we became really good friends, and he understood what was going on, but he trying to make me understand what was going on. So, uh, you know, that's part of the games we play. But, yes, Gilbert Brown was a good friend of mine, and I still look at him as a friend. You know, you don't have to talk all the time to be friends. Me and Larry are very good friends. You know, we don't have to talk all the time, but when we see each other, it's on, you know? That's what's good. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, I got a question. What, what's your take on Tim Brown and there? These uh, these accusations that they, they they threw the Super Bowl, man. Oh, I, I, you know, so I'm, <clears throat> I I argue with uh, some of my own personal friends about that. Boxing is an easy sport to fix, whether it's the trainer or the boxer. I'm not saying that because of boxing. I'm saying that because it's more individual, because. You know, you, you can't say Tim Brown's throwing a, a, a football game and the ball ain't got to go to him. So when he, what's out here for him, if, if he's getting money to throw the game and the ball don't go to them and they win, do he still get paid because he didn't get a chance to throw the game? Do you understand what I'm saying? This is a team sport. It's a different element, and I don't think that they would allow it or accept it. And also what you got to understand is that film does not lie. You understand? <laughs> Everything you do on the field, from the minute you walk on to the minute you walk off, is played in the next meeting on super slow-mo, high-def, before there was high-def. So there is no cheating. There is no, you know, taking one for the team or doing this. You know, it's real. You know, it will be pointed out, and you will be prosecuted for it because it's not tolerated. Yeah, he's trying to draw up accusations that they changed the game plan on Friday and uh, went from like a whole pat, a whole running attack to a passing attack. And uh, Callahan was trying to, you know, uh, throw the game, you know, to bless uh, Gruden with the uh, with the Super Bowl. I mean, it's almost preposterous because I mean, why does he come up with these accusations where the only person that could probably answer all this is David Al Davis, and he, he pretty much ran everything in that organization. I mean, he had, he had control of just like uh, the guy over there in, uh, in, in Washington. I mean, what people do him. for media attention and what people do when they're left out, and I'm not saying that's what the case is, or I'm not saying how true the statement is or, or not, because I truly don't know much about it. I yeah. just know my feeling is you're accountable. <laughs> you are very much accountable. If I let somebody slip or if I look like, if I get beat too easy, I have a team to answer to. No matter how yeah. much of a man, I got a team to answer to, and they will question you on it, you know. And, and we had the other commentator saying that for Buffalo that said he missed the block on purpose because the quarterback was talking trash and he wanted him to get hit in the mouth and he ended up getting hurt and ending his career and the whole nine yards. And he feels bad about that now, and he came clean about that. That's an individual act. And he said after the act was done, he had to deal with it, you know, and, and because it's obvious. And, and it Unless you're a really good actor, you should be on television acting somewhere then because I, I just don't see it personally. I could be wrong. I personally don't see it. Yeah. Hey, thanks for your time, brother. Good luck with Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Thanks oh, for sure. calling in and uh, continue to listen to the LC and Jack radio show. Okay, brother. Have a good night. Thank you. 
Oh, Gary, you got a time for one more? Let's do it. All right. Thanks for calling the LC and Jack Radio Show. Who we have on the line? Hi. I was just going to say hello to Mr. Gary Brown and tell him that I had a lot of fun in Canada and thank you for renting those bikes for me. Oh, for that was awesome. What's up, man? Hey. How we doing? You have fun? Good. Yes. We're going to do it again soon, all right? Okay. Cool. You have a question? Talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. I tell you. I took my niece and a bunch of family, well, a bunch of family and friends. We went up to Canada this year, and we had a good time at Niagara. So I guess that was, you know, that was one of the kids that all came out, and we all had a great time. That's what it's all about, man. I love it. exactly what it's about. I love it, man, and and get get them to to call in and and give you support. I love it. That's what it's all about. Thank you, Larry. Thank you for everything, man. Ah. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your show. Oh, it's all good, man. You, you, yeah. We have you penciled in now, as uh, as so. Make sure you're tuned up uh, next year. Obviously, mm-hmm. the big game is here. We're giving out calls, but before you go, a couple quick ones to throw at you I'm before ready. you run. Uh, best coach. That you ever had a chance to play under or be a part of? Hmm. That's a list that grows and grows. Personally, I want to say it was my North Junior High middle school coach, Mr. John, who I just spoke to recently, and I haven't spoken to him in about 20 years. He's retired now, living in South Carolina, and we had a very emotional conversation about some of the things that happened when we were younger and he is a big inspiration and a big reason why I am who I am today. That's who one of my coaches on the emotional and before it really got started side. And then um, another coach would be my Nassau Community College coach who made me believe that I can be something more than I was at that time. Um, it's so funny how you get so big and and you do big things in life, but it always goes back to your upbringing. And and I would never want to mention anybody over them because if it wasn't for them, I would never have made it to that level. You understand? Yep, I definitely understand that and know who you're talking about. And that's uh, Coach Valsini. I'm sorry, I should have said his name. That's Coach Valsini from National Community College. Great man. There you go. On a pro level, who would you say was inspirational for you? Bill Cowher is a, a, a player's coach, looks you in the eye, says, you want me to show you how to hit somebody, give me your helmet and your shoulder pads, I'll show you how to do it at my <laughs> age. But he's that kind of, he's that kind of, you know, when he tells you to work out at 5 in the morning, I believe he's in there at 4.30, you know. And, and that's the kind, you know, he leads by example. He leads with a lot of heart, a lot of emotion. Um and I think Bill Cowell is probably one of my best coaches on a professional level. Who um, what, do you think he's going to coach again? Um, I think he got it pretty good with commentating. People understand that football, the head coach, is a very serious job. We were talking about hours before. Uh, most head coaches have a bed in their office, and that's because uh, probably four or five days a week they'll be up watching football till about 12 o'clock at night and they'll take a nap till about three thirty, four o'clock in the morning and be ready for their 5 o'clock meeting 
with the rest of the coaches coming in about five or six. So it's a pretty strenuous job and, and, and time consuming, and you have to your family has to suffer for that because you spend hours and weeks and months away from your family, and it's a no, it doesn't stop. You know, you, you take off like four days, five, maybe a week a year, and it's back at it again. You know, so it's not, it's never a break. It's never a downside. I think he likes it commentating. They make good money, you know, and it's very – they travel a lot, but they have, you know, off-season is more off-time, and when football's off, they got more of a break. So I, I, I understand why a lot of coaches are in commentating and a lot of ex-players are commentating and don't want to become coaches. I don't know why a lot of people want to become coaches because <laughs> – it's serious. When I tell you serious, I, I I don't think I personally could do it. I'm talking that you work in, you know, 16, 18 hours a day. Every wow. day. Every day. Not sometimes, not most. Every day. It doesn't stop. It doesn't. The off season, they may get a couple of rounds of golfing. They may go hunting or ride a bike or something like that, but it doesn't stop. It's a full-time gig like you've never heard of. Wow. I tell you, hey Brad, do you think you can coach, man? I, I did that in the military. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, you see, he's comparing coaching to the military, and you know their job is never over. That's right. You get the criticism when you win and lose, it don't matter. And you can't make everybody happy no hard you try. Oh man, believe that. Super Bowl or bust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you ain't lying. Brad, you got anything for for Gary before we? Yes, I'm wrong. He just hit the nail in the head. He said, Super Bowl or bust? I got a Super Bowl trivia for you. you see if you can answer it for the for the uh, oh, LP. Boy. All right, you ready? I don't think so. I'll try. I'm going to be honest if I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy. It's nostalgic, but uh, let's see how good you are, all right? All right. All right. Name me the two Super Bowls that hosted the same score in each game. I can't answer that. <laughs> this guy said the score, not the coach, not the. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Come on. I'm not a big trivia guy. I'm not. Nah, Come on, if I could, if I could call a, to if I could call a friend, if this is a, 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 a Mega Million or whatever that thing is called, <laughs> if I could call one of a Lifeline, I got some friends that might know that answer, but I don't know that answer. <laughs> It's the only Super Bowl that registered the same scores. It was two Super Bowls, and they... Are you Googling this stuff right now? Are you, are you, trying, to, are you trying to quiz me through Google? Hey, hey I, am, I am the bread man, the quiz master, all right? Yeah, he's the bread man. He's, a, he's all unbelievable. Right. Yes, sir. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to you, all right? I want to hear it. It's Super Bowl twelve and Super Bowl fifteen. And I wasn't gonna lie for either one. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, come on, Brad. Ask him stuff. No, that's the, I, I, I'm not big on the trivia. Oh man! All right, right. Actually, I wouldn't have got those. Come on, Brad. Now look it up. You gotta look it up. That's part. That's where's part of my, my iPad. Actually, Miller, where's my iPad? No. <laughs> I'll Google it when you Google it. <laughs> Uh, Gary, any last words of wisdom, thoughts, before we let you rock? Uh, 
try to do something nice for somebody because somebody might have to do something nice for you. That's my words of wisdom. That's the words I live by, and that's what I do these days. I try and, and big up and pick up the next man because you never know when you need to be picked up or bigged up. I appreciate you, Larry, uh, Breadman, having me. I, um, you know, you asked for a time before. I told you I'm your guest until the guest is, you don't need me anymore. And I appreciate you just giving me the time just to tell a little bit of my story and let some people know a little bit about who I am. Um, I gave my email out a couple of times. I got some things going on. Anybody that got anything positive going on, anything, you know, they, they need help with, I'm here. You know, we can make it happen as long as it makes sense to me. And I'm an honest person. So if I don't like it, don't get mad at me. I'll just be honest with you. <laughs> uh, that's and that's, that's speaking the truth. That's how Gary is. I think we got one quick call. They they're calling in, going the phone line's going crazy. But you you got one for uh, one quick second, there, Gary? Yes, you sir. Want? Yes, Hold sir. on. You're on the LC and Jack show with Mr. Gary Brown. Who do we have on the line? Hello. I think we lost him, Gary. Got, uh, they won't hold for a minute, so. <laughs> so I, I, I Hi, think Mr. Black. Yes. Oh, sorry. I, he was released by our producer. Not speaking <laughs> oh. up, so we'll give him a second to to call back in. There was some other people that called in, but. Um, Gary, give again uh, before we let you run. Um, you know some of your, your contact or. Okay. Right. Plug plug again some of the things you got going on. I'm coming up this Saturday out in Mastic at RG Wingstop. I'm having a uh, the first annual winging contest out there. Um, you can uh, you can contact me at bigbrown68 at aol dot com. Um, uh, the Davis Group does a lot of my promotions, does a lot of my work. You can always find out what's going on in my career and what's going on. And my life right now, as far as I'm, me giving back, at Davis Group, the number four, Brown, at gmail.com. Um, on April 18th, I will be doing the Long Island two-day breast cancer walk. You can get more information on that on the Davis Group, four, Brown, at gmail. And you can also go to www.li2daywalk.org. Um, all these things will be on the website, or actually we can email them to you. The website's being redone right now, and when it's done, I will, I'll let you know that. We can post it on your show, and that gives me more feedback on upcoming events and other things I'm involved in. Most definitely. And I can't really speak about it right now until it's in concrete. So, the But there are definitely. more things to come. There's many things coming, and I'm all about giving back and helping out. Feel free to contact me, and, you know, let's let's make this world a world. That's what that's what it's all about, and we'll, we'll post that information for him. Brad, anything before Gary goes, and don't hit him with any more trivia, okay? Well, I just want to, you know, thank the brother for coming on and trying to answer one of my trivia quizzes because that <laughs> on my trivia quiz at halftime and Super Bowl, so I was trying to get some of the guests who might want to be a part of this event an answer, you know, a freebie. Jeez, <laughs> man, you asked some tough questions. Man. <laughs> I don't know who's gonna get these answers right. I appreciate you having me, Brett, Cornbread, yes. and me. Yes. <laughs> so it's been good having you on the show, Gary. We're gonna have you on in the future here. I think we're gonna make him Brad our football expert. So when football rolls around again, we're gonna yes. have you as our insider. As they call us, and uh, you know, lay it down for the for us. 
You know, we do that every so often. I appreciate that. I'm glad to be a part of it, Larry. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna make that happen, and then uh, so we'll be in in contact with you. And hey, Brett, man, if you if you're in town, we have to make you go check out some wings, man. I may have to go out there and check that out. Come on down. Come on. Come on. We got some nice prizes coming about. Um, we got tattoos. We got musical uh, prizes. We have several different things. Um, come on down. It should be a fun event. What time does it start? Twelve o'clock. It's a Saturday. Twelve o'clock Saturday. This Saturday, the twenty fifth. Actually, man, I am booked. I forgot I am booked this weekend. But uh, if in town, Brett. Maybe you can go on out. I just remembered, man, I'm going to be out of town. Not all about it. <laughs> I knew uh, you'd be there if you could. I appreciate yep. that. Yep, yep. So it's all good. And uh, we'll see if the bread man's in town. Maybe he'll come through. But um, thanks again for coming coming through, the LC and Jack radio show, and we'll talk to you real soon. All right. I appreciate you. Thank you, guys. All talk right. Bye-bye. Well, Brad, another great guest. Right. Had some fun. Mm-hmm. Getting getting the realism about the big game from someone who has the experience of <laughs> playing and, and and winning the Super Bowl wing. So Good. it was a great, 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 great show. You got any shout outs there, Brad? I know you were rambling through some papers yeah. before. <laughs> I found my girl. I found my girl, man, down at ATL, Miss Cassandra Parker, Dominique. She's the uh, CEO founder of Sweet Lady Kickers down in the ATL. And um, we can uh, hit her up at 678-732-5688. They're down in Decatur, Georgia. Getting in with the uh, all. Yep, and then they can check us out on our Facebook page. Uh, We did post their YouTube and their information there. So yeah. definitely support support her. She was popped in on us last week. Yeah. Which was a great thing. I love it, support it and I'm gonna to try to make it down there to the ATL to support those ladies because they're doing some good things, keeping people positive, keeping them busy. Because when people are idle, they tend not to get into the best of things. So we love it. Anything positive, we're all about it. Hit us up, LinkedIn. You get us up a Gmail at lcandjack at gmail.com. Let us know what's happening. You got something that you're looking to promote or you want to be a guest on the show. You can't promise that, but we'll we'll see what we can do. Um, but um, from that, Brett, um, what else you got? You got any quick plugs before we decide to wrap? All I can say is stay tuned for the live Halftime trivia quiz of the 49ers, Baltimore Ravens. The info will be up. The questions are already set up. Man, I'm giving away. Guess how much, LC? Guess how much money I'm giving away if you answer all the questions right? Five grand. Man, you you think I'm a baller, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Hey. To answer those questions, man... You better win some money. Look, look, hey, some of the proceeds are going to some of our nonprofits that I'm, you know me, I'm all about the nonprofit. But the grand prize is $199.99. How's that? You know. Okay. All right. I say, you can Google it, ask a friend. The thing is, you have to be the first person to get all the questions right. 
And I'm not mad if you Google it because, you know, it's a time constraint, you know, because you never know who's on the other end doing what. So That's right. Get them, get them right, and you can Google and find them. Some of them you know, might know off the top of your head, you know. So the faster you are, you get them all right, send them to my email, boom. If I check them out, you got them all right, guess what? Brent Man's either sending you a check, money order, or PayPal, whatever way you decide you want to receive it, Brent Man's going to hook you up. I hear that. And Brown is brushing up on his trivia. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man, you are unbelievable. With that said, I just want to give a couple quick shouts. I want to give, a, again, a, good, a shout there to uh, Gary Brown, a good personal friend of mine. Thanks for coming out onto the show and adding yourself to the list of great individuals that have been on the show. I'd like to give a shout to you, our listener, for being supportive of this show and as it continues to evolve you know let us know what you'd like us to add again we're looking to add a a young lady or a female to the mix here but it's got to be the right combo nation as they say so if you think you have what it takes again hit us up lcnjack at gmail.com facebook twitter all that good stuff let us know and I uh, just want to give a, uh, I guess, a, 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 a birthday shout to Ray Rice. So his birthday is this week. Since he is in the Super Bowl, we'll give him a quick shout as well. And to Ray Lewis, give a shout to him for making it to the big dance. Should have been there last year, but, hey, this year, make I guess kind of makes it all sweeter because he's going to go out, and I believe he's going to go out on top with the big Super Bowl ring, in my opinion. So we'll find out here in another week or so what if that dream comes reality. Until next week, again, we thank you for tuning in and continue to tune in on the LC and Jack radio show. Good night. Hey.